Thank you for listening to this Miller Time Media Podcast. This interview took place during our Miller Time Live radio program. For information on the program, you can visit our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. You can also find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms by searching Miller Time Media. If you do not find us on your favorite podcast platform, not to fear, just send us an email and we'll get it done for you, Radio at outlook.com. Thank you and enjoy. This portion of Hits ZA is brought to you by Consider It Solved. If tech issues frustrate you in this time of working from home, it is very important that our computers and devices are working properly. You know the pain if something goes down, I'm telling you. When you need tech support that is prompt, affordable, and, uh, well competent, consider it solved. From server setup, remote assistance, and support, Windows and Linux server admin, cloud backup, as well as on-site IT support, consider it solved. Locally owned and operated, consider it solved can get you working again fast. And by the way, they're the guys that keep us on air, Eric and his team, Eric Klein there at consider it solved. WhatsApp, consider it solved now at 64 552 9120-064-552-9120 on WhatsApp. They'll call you and uh, they'll help you right now. They can do remote support or come to you. But if you're outside of uh, South Africa and you need help anywhere in the world or maybe on the International Space Station with your Windows machines or your Linux servers or just some cloud backup done, call Eric. Just uh, drop the zero. Plus 2764-552-9120 on WhatsApp and uh, get in touch. It's Eric at Consider It Solved. Baby, we are clapping for the Wolfman. Indeed, it is Ted Wolf and the Wolfman on the line. Good morning to you. Welcome to Hits ZA. This is the Wolfman at the movies. How you doing today, brother? Good morning. Um, well, I've had the um, the grayness of the morning, um, the, uh, let's say, overcome by the fact that this is my first show on Hits ZA. Indeed it is. And I've got to tell you, we got listeners right now all over the world. I can see on the map, we've got listeners by country gathered up uh, all over the world. I've got a lot of them in Europe. You've got fans up in Europe. You've got fans in Germany. You've got fans in Belgium. You've got fans uh, in, uh, well, there's you know, lots of them in Germany. What, what is it with you in Germany? Do you have friends in Germany? Do I have? No, no, not, not, not. I oh. do, um, I I do have a couple of friends in Germany, but I'm not sure that. Uh, oh, we haven't really been in touch over the years, I guess. Yeah, we got a listener so, right uh, now uh, somewhere in Mauritius. I don't know exactly where, but uh, we I I can see by city. That's as close as it shows me. Uh, but well, it's... to 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 all of our to all of our friends and fans all over the globe. Hi yeah. and good morning or good evening or whatever time it is in your in your specific time zone so i think that maybe the wolfman you should maybe throw some german and some french into your repertoire because i I have mentioned the the thing about france before we have a lot of podcast people listening to our podcasts after we do it live in france Uh, i get the statistics every day and i see people in france are actually outnumbering our listeners in uh, every other part of the world except south africa that's really interesting and it's um um, well, well, I think we need to introduce more French movies into oh, oh, oh. my repertoire, which, which trust me, won't be a problem with me because I, 
I have loved French cinema over the years. Mm. Um, I know la- la- last week we, did, we we spoke about a Dutch series on Netflix, mm-hmm. which I'm still busy watching, The Twelfth. Mm. Um, the Twelfth, to be, perhaps be a bit more accurate in my pronunciation. Yes. So, so yeah, we'll have to introduce some. We'll have to introduce some some French and and German material into into the repertoire. I guess. Thank yeah. you for the reminder. Absolutely. Uh, what do I? D- what do I have in my repertoire today is, of course, again, it's all streaming stuff because... Because um, we're still stuck in this, this endless situation of whatever it is we're stuck uh, in. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's so depressing, you know, what's going on in really South Africa. Is. And oh, and now, uh, you know, they, uh, so they, they shut down all businesses and they say, don't worry, we're going to get IMF rescue money, except that we're not going to be paying white or, or what mm. they call white and colonial businesses. Mm. So they've shut out you, a whole bunch of taxpayers who are employing a whole bunch of people. You yeah. need to have a out. certain reg, uh, um, double B, triple E, or whatever they're calling it, B, 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 E, E, E. Yeah, right. It, sound, yeah. it sounds like a horrible yeah. stutter, basically. Yeah, or, or, or some kind of sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, and, and then... And, 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 and then you, you think, well, money's going to go to those companies. It's not going to them either. It's mm-hmm. just going straight into the pockets of the corrupt regime. And guess what? Now now they're setting up their the usual commissions you know, of inquiry into corruption. And who, who do they populate these commissions with? But corrupt members of their own party. Right. So, well, that's what I, you know, I, I don't comedy. I don't know if you listened to the Miller Time Drive yesterday, but I was at Lissady and I were sitting here doing the show, and I said to her, uh, while, as she's doing the news, I said, so Lissady, let me get this straight. So you're telling me that President Ramaphosa, who put the ministers into their positions specifically mm-hmm. to loot the COVID-19 relief funds, is now mm-hmm. going to install ministers to investigate the ministers that he put there to do that mm. for doing that. Is that do mm. I have it mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's a comedy for the masses. Yeah. And and in fact it goes one step further because the people on that commission are also people who are supposed to be invested who should be investigated. Like like uh the ex president Zuma's mm. ex wife, you know? Yes. I mean I, I can't think of a single South African who doesn't think that she is wrapped up in corruption, you know. Oh, but gosh. she's one of the one of the one of the great arbiters and and judges on this whole. But judgment. here's but, here's the question for you, Tat Wolfen, as we uh, as we chat on uh, a Friday morning. Here's a here's a question. We we all see this meme going around social media. If you could sacrifice one person to to end COVID nineteen, why in DZ? And I, my automatic thing to that is to think, well, yeah, she's she's I, she is evil. She's inherently evil. She is she is yeah. corrupt. But is she worse than Nancy Pelosi and Chucky Chuck U Schumer and 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 those liberals in America? Or is it a level playing field? And should we put them all no, on no, a cruise they, ship they, to to nowhere? Yeah, yeah, to hell. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is I think where they came from. I uh, do too. They are all. They're all cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a mindset, and the the dangerous thing about those those people is that they pose as the world's virtuous people, and that and that's yeah. that's just be, beyond frightening. And but they see they, know, they need um, they need an entire media to help paint that picture. They've got the entire 
mainstream, or as I refer to it as the yes. lamestream media, to make them appear yeah. as 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 thus, right? Because we know the yeah. truth is buried in the in the lead, and you get to a point now where you've got all these people shouting so much false information from the top of every rooftop, uh, from mm-hmm. every rooftop, I should say, that it's drowning out the people that are saying the truth. And if you dare say the truth, speak the truth about anything, whether it's cor- coronavirus or anything, social media tries to shut you down. Governments in this country and around mm-hmm. the world try to shut you down. And uh, and and we've got all these people shouting the this this their talking points. Uh, taken to the next level. I mean, if you ever watch mainstream news and you see all the channels basically running with the same talking point every night, Rush Limbaugh has so eloquently illustrated this so many times, just with sound bites, where you hear anchors even, from from they even use mm. yeah they they use the very same phrases, the very same words. It's, yeah, it's as if they've been instructed by their masters, which I'm sure they have been. You know, it's the very same phrases and words that they repeat. Um, and, and they just echo amongst themselves. But, um, you know, the, the, we sort of, we are diverting away from entertainment. So I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll make a bit of a sideways segue while we're still talking about this culture of virtue and talk about the latest victim of cancel culture. Um, oh, just as a matter of interest, you know that Trader Joe's was the latest company in the States. They're like a a grocery store, right? A yeah, food they're, store. They're they're, yeah. a, they're a very um, expensive uh, chain of grocery slash food store that caters to millennials and whole food type people. They're they're, they're kind of a Woolworths, aren't they? Yes. Sort of upmarket uh-huh. grocery store. Yeah, yeah, and um, they they fell under the cull cancel culture thing because. Um, they had named different brands of uh, sub brands of theirs. Um, they sort of Latin food. They might, I, I can't remember exactly the, the brands that they had, but for example, they would have called like their Latin food Trader Jose's or stuff like that. Yes. Okay. And of course, the cancel culture arts, culture rights said that these sub brands of theirs were racist and were making these things look exotic, uh, whereas they should be mainstream. Now, you know what? I wouldn't mind being called exotic. You know, when people say to me, for example, <laughs> oh, your surname, Wolfen. Wolfen. Wolfen is quite exotic. Like, where does it come from? You know what I mean? So um, I think exotic's quite cool. So I, I don't see what's racist about exotic um, because, you know, my surname is not your sort of standard waspy, you know, uh, Smith or Miller or – oh, oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> really? You know, so I, 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 don't, I, I don't see the problem with that. Um but Trader Joe's fell under the uh, – I think it was one person, one person that put out this tweet, and now all the cancel culturites were, were getting their knickers in a knot. And to their credit, Trader Joe's said, there is no racist intent in these sub-brands. Yeah. We will be hanging on to them. We are not going to bow down to bullying. Oh, man. I, I'm impressed. We need, well done, Trader Joe's. Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the same way as, you know, we spoke about Goya Foods a few, a couple of weeks ago, you know, where Goya Foods fell under this hysteria that mm. was started by, by AOC in the United States. And, um, 
and they said, you know what, when 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 Obama was president and he called us around and paid tribute to our company or whatever, we went around and we we spoke to Obama and we had a great time there with Obama. And, you know, now President Trump invited us around. We went to see him as well. He's a great president. He's doing amazing things for the Latin American community, yeah. you know. And they, they had also refused to bow down. And, in fact, uh, millions of people around the United States – actually went out of their way to buy more Goya products, and oh. my sister included. Yeah, that, that, uh, Goya is a great brand, by the way, and um, I, I often purchase Goya brand products, especially in my local shops there in Florida, because they, they, they do, um, I, if I'm thinking correctly, that's the one that kind of caters to a, a Spanish... Uh, um, market. Latina, yeah. Latino yeah. market, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 very it's a very Latino brand in the sense that the CEO, the man who started it, is himself a Latin man. Yes. And um, he he employs largely Latin Americans, mm. and and he caters to that those kinds of you know Mexican type foods. Okay. Yeah. Which and a whole lot of other Americans now who had never actually tasted that food before are now going. Cool. We admire the the fact that he's not he's not bowing down to bullying. Right. So we're also going to be buying his food. So of course now the 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 um uh you know the their sales are going through the roof. But we digress again. Alrighty. So yeah. we were talking about but we were talking about the the cancel culture type. Quickly before now, you go before you go here. on, I have to because you mentioned AOC, this airhead from New York. Um, have you seen the new Netflix series with with Steve Carell called Space Force? Um, I was afraid to start it because it looked to me uh, like so many of Netflix products. It looks like it's pushing some kind of agenda. So it's, I sort of thought, mm. it's not, but I'll tell you what it does do. It's Steve mm. Carell to the max. And, of course, if you remember Steve Carell mm. from The Office, well, like Lissady and I just finished The Office the other day. And um, i got to tell you, Steve Carell is brilliant. I like Steve Carell. Um, I'm a big fan, and uh, what I saw was I thought, well, let me watch this because we like Steve Carell. And in yeah. one of the first two episodes, we've only watched two episodes, yeah. one of the first two episodes, yeah. um, they have a senator um, who is uh, Latino. She's from New York, yeah. and she comes, and she, well, she is an airhead. And there's another one with uh, mm -hmm. those th very thin glasses on the end of his nose. And there's another wrinkled up old hag uh, female type that uh, could very well represent Pelosi, but her name isn't quite Pelosi. Their names are a little slightly different. But the, the one that you would clearly mm -hmm. define as AOC has a name very similar yeah. to AOC. I don't remember what it is, but I highly recommend you watch it. You're going to love it. Oh, okay. Well, that, well, that sounds interesting. That they would allow something like that on air, yeah, or, no, or on stream. I look, you um, know, okay, well, yeah, that, well, well, that's. I, I just like, I, like I said, and interestingly enough, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say too much about it now because I'm sure that if you watch it, you're gonna do an entire review, and I don't want to take uh, your thunder. Uh, but the the thing is, is they did this. They they developed this series in parallel to President Trump actually. Uh, signing into law and creating mm. the the sixth is it the sixth Department of Defense military branch the United States Space Force which is now a thing uh, they actually in parallel to that happening created this series they didn't they didn't really 
like have anything to take from. It's amazing how accurate. And I, I watched the a YouTube video from the creator of this, so that's how I know this. It's very interesting, but you're going to watch it and then you'll give it to us. So I don't want to take it from you. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, as you say, it did come about at the same time. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I thought it was just going to be something to try and, and, and knock down the president's uh, space force initiatives. No, you know, it's so a, it's uh, a, it's actually. I was wary of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually yeah. not. I mean, look, Steve Carell is a comedian, and he plays a he plays a, a four star general, and he's hilarious because obviously, you know, they they try and paint him as a bumbling idiot at first, but then they show that you know he's not as dumb as as people think he is, and he's got ideas that the the guys with the big you know the big brains and the 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 long. Uh, uh, pages and pages of qualifications don't quite get to, and his ideas work. Um, but it's, mm. I, I, for me, for them to mock the 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 idiot um, congressman from the left, AOC mm. and Schumer and Pelosi. Mm. That for me was the yeah. price of admission right there. Wow, it was great. Wow, wow. Okay, well that, well, well, well. Now you've piqued my interest. <laughs> Alrighty. Um. So now. Um, you, you know, I've long had this saying, which I poke in the face of various friends of mine mm-hmm. who are thus inclined, mm-hmm. and I say to them that the, the left will eat itself. Mm. Okay, yes. and we've had that. We've had that. We've had that with the Me Too people. You know, with with uh, the 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 once heroes like the Weinstein's and the Epstein's and all these once all heroes the and, yes. and darlings <laughs> yeah yeah but the darling oh well no no no, no. that 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 could sound uh, <laughs> all right all right okay whatever, so no yeah, yeah. Um, trust me there are others as well but you know those darlings of that particular uh, New York social set and stuff uh-huh. okay sure and how they how they all being taken down and now Quentin Tarantino is considered cancelable and uh, and in fact you know the guardian newspaper in the uk which is like pravda in the uk uh-huh. um you know even more even more than a year ago they were they were saying well it's the end of the affair and why it's time to cancel quentin tarantino you know oh wow and they started uh, they started having all these issues and in his directorial debut, Reservoir Dogs, the only female characters are in the credits are shot woman and shocked woman, you know. Mm. And then in this, and in the second film, uh, the female characters are featured more prominently. But there's a trend of reveling in the abuse of women beginning to emerge. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you when you're in the mindset that they are in, you can look at the body of a person's art. And you can do it whatever you want to. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, the 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 Guardian is even saying that that once upon a time in Hollywood revels in in the abuse of women because it deals with the with the Sharon Tate murder and stuff. Now, I don't want to go into the details of that movie because if you because if you haven't seen it, whatever I say is going to sort of give away that film. But if you've yeah. seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you will know that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood does not celebrate violence against women not not within a thousand kilometers does it celebrate it um but i have a know, i have a feeling that, i have yeah. a feeling that people who say idiotic things like that and say things that um that 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 such as that uh don't actually take yeah. the time to watch these things or either that or they don't have the brain power to comprehend what they're seeing 
well, you know, they're, they're looking for an agenda. So, you know, for, for example, if there was a scene in which a man was tying his shoelace and there's a woman in that, in that same shot, they would probably say uh, it, that there's a subtle suggestion that he wishes to kick the woman. Do, do you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they will find they will find subtexts and things that no one ever intended. Because if you're looking for trouble and if you're looking for to, to weave up some nonsense narrative about someone or some director or something, you will find it and you will create it. You yeah, know what I'm absolutely. saying? Then suddenly everything is um, uh, what, what was, you know, someone said something very interesting the other, the other night on, on TV. They said that the, the mainstream media in the United States takes, takes uh, literal comments of Trump's and they interpret them figuratively when, that, when it suits them or they'll take figurative comments of Trump's and they'll make them literal when it suits them. And I mm -hmm. thought, spot on, spot on, you know. So, so if Trump said, for example, oh, I get so angry with Pelosi, which he hasn't said, you know, but you know, we, we all use that kind of language, you know, then they would say he wants to put a hit out on Pelosi. Do you know what I'm saying? And then and, and they'll do the re reverse as well. It's, it's, it's all about... Well, he didn't quite say what we wanted him to say, but we will. We can spin it in such a way that he says that. Yeah. So, so that yeah. So the so the Guardian went on this whole big thing about and 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 they're suddenly also remembering that, oh, he mistreated. Oh, who was that? Who, who's that gorgeous blonde actress who was uh, uh, Uma Thurman? Uma oh, Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yes. Oh, who, who was in the Kill Bill movies? You know, and they're suddenly remembering out of the blue that you know he mistreated her on 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 set and he exposed her to danger whatever well excuse me if he did that why didn't you tell us about it then why weren't you outraged about it then you know uh it's because because then he was your darling and it it suited you not to see that and now suddenly that you want to turn on him you're going to go back what, 10 years or more, and then you're going to say, oh, you know, there's a rumor that on set he called an actress something rude or something. You know, they're going to suddenly dig up all this stuff. And the, the funny thing is that the, the more that they do that, the more I'm going to become a fan of Tarantino's. I've never been a fan of his. Yeah. Uh, I'd always found him sort of smug and smirky, and I thought that his movies were wildly overrated. But the best but way we can show appreciation and fight this movement is really to 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 support these people, right? Yeah. Well, well, well. It, it's it's you know the, the free markets are really coming to the fore now. Yeah. And and that is that as you said, you know, if if you want to support whether it's Goya Foods, Trader Joe's, or a filmmaker or an actress, whatever, if you want to support them, you go and see their movies and you pay money to go and see their movies. You know, if you. If you find yourselves disgusted by that particular person's behavior, mm -hmm. then you boycott their movies or you boycott their shops. It's as easy as that. But here's the difference between the left and the right. The left wants to have – so if, they, if they're not happy with a particular shop or, 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 or personality, mm -hmm. they want that shop or personality closed down. It's like – you may not be in business. If you're a movie director, you must be pushed out of Hollywood. You're not allowed to make movies. You, you know what I'm saying? They want, yes. they want to make you disappear. Whereas co conservative people in the United States and around the world, 
you know, if they don't like someone, they'll boycott their movies or their product or whatever it is, but they don't actively seek to have that person put out of business. Right. They say, you know what, if you like this particular director's work, you know, if you like uh, Robert De Niro, for example, go watch his movies, but I'm not going to pay money to see his movies. You know, there's, mm. there is that difference where the, the left actually seeks to, to close down, to ban, to, to cancel, to censor, you know, uh, whereas we just saying, no, we don't want to block this person or business from existence. Yeah, we're just not just going to support that, it with no, our no. dollars or yeah. our, our rents the, or whatever. And, you know, yeah, and it's interesting. You're not going to get any help from me. It's, it's a mindset and it is a, it's a mentality of if I don't like this, then everyone else shouldn't have the, the opportunity to like it either. I must decide what the whole yes. world likes versus yes. just do do you, boo, and, and let other people do what yes. they're going to do. You know, it's uh, it's uh, 11.39 yeah. on a Friday morning. We're chatting with uh, Tat Wolfen, the Wolfman at the movies, and um, we're, we're talking about cancel culture and how it's ruining life once again here on this program. But I thought that we'd, we'd move away from that. And let me Thanks. tell you about some other yeah, interesting shows that you might want to see on streaming. All right. Um, there, is an, there is an HBO movie that's um, currently streaming on a couple of the streaming services. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to punt any particular streaming service, being as none of them are actually sponsoring our show. No, they, but, if, if um, they'd like this, to, they can contact us, by the way. Just get in touch with us at hitsza.com. Yeah. That's our website, hitsza, H-I-T-S-Z-A.com. Netflix, Amazon, any of you guys, let us know. Yeah, and then we can then we can mention your name, okay? But but this is quite quite the most brilliant thing I have seen in in the longest time, yeah. and it's a, it's a it's a movie called Every Brilliant Thing. It's a 2016 movie. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was shot on video, mm -hmm. uh, as I said, an HBO an HBO production, and it's it's a British one man play. They they shot this though in in New York City uh, over a weekend I think it was so they shot it over three different productions so they did they sh the, the three different performances of the show right uh -huh. and and because okay wow let, let me rewind on this okay so it's a, <laughs> it's 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 one guy one guy speaking of his experiences growing up and. Uh, the fact that his mother had been uh, of, of a suicidal bent, she suffered from depression. Yeah. And his his very first experiences from when he was a kid, and his father had come to fetch him from school, and his mother had attempted suicide, and she was in hospital. So, it's uh, it it deals with a family dealing with uh, a family member who who struggles with depression and suicide. So it's a very it's a very you know, empathetic piece. And I think that there are many families out there who will be able to relate to it and perhaps draw some courage from it. And and the title, Every Brilliant Thing, comes from a list that this little boy starts at about the age of seven, I think it is. And he he draws up a list of things, of every brilliant thing that makes life good. Okay. Okay. So there's this, there's, there's this little boy growing up, drawing up this list, and uh it's it's sort of uh, you know the the other side of the coin is that you that he has this this mother who's dealing with depression okay now it was uh, 
the 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 way the, the the structure of the show is such that he pulls in this one man brilliant performer yeah. who um he pulls in various members of the audience to play different roles in his life so for example he'll he'll home in on one guy and let me tell you he has a talent for homing in on these people just members of the public who've come to see the show mm-hmm. but he i don't know whether he hangs out in the foyer before the show and sort of listens to people chatting and stuff because you really he, he really selects some incredible people so he'll pull on them and then he'll he will feed them a couple of lines to say and then there's times where he actually then lets lets them say what they feel they should say knowing what the situation is in the play right uh, so so every now and then and then and then so he'll use the dad a little bit and then he'll he'll move on Karen doing the show on his own and then he'll go uh, to the mother and then he and he keeps on coming back to these recurring characters no no he the, the, the mother you never see as a, as an actual character you see the father you see his girlfriend later in life you see a mm-hmm. teacher but w- why I, why i think it was done over over three uh, why it was three performances hobbled together is they probably used the father the, the best father out of the three performances if that makes sense and then the best <laughs> teacher etc right. because what it's done is it it's it, what they've done is it, the performance is in the round so it's a guy in the middle and the seats are all around him mm-hmm. uh, and they've shot it in black and white with only Ooh. occasionally little 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 elements of color in the opening credits and stuff so very yeah. little colors used otherwise it's shot in black and white and i think the reason it's shot in black and white is that when they cut between the different performances you 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 don't really notice it whereas if it was uh, people you know the colors of people clothes and stuff it would be more obvious that it's cutting from performance a to performance c if that makes sense to you right yeah so you 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 watch it as one seamless performance and you can't actually it, it it doesn't even occur to you that if you hadn't been told at the beginning of the movie that it's shot over three performances it wouldn't even occur to you that it is actually three performances you know edited together to make to make it the one you know the best bits of three performances but let me tell you something this show is it's it's simultaneously funny and very moving you'll within the space of a minute you'll want to chuckle and you'll want to shed a tear it's the most astonishing show it really uh, i cannot recommend it enough to people look if you've had someone uh, in your family or a close friend who's committed suicide recently it might be a bit too painful for you to want to watch right away you know yeah but i i th- i think it really is it's it's a powerful show but when i say it's a powerful show don't get the impression that it's didactic it never it, it you know it never comes across as some lecturing piece All right. you know um it's it's just simply the story of this boy growing up and his experience and his life and you know the fact that his mother uh, deals with depression and you discover later on as well that he also has to deal with depression but what a great great movie it's called every brilliant thing hbo production and it really is worth seeing yeah so okay. so, that, so this is called every brilliant thing it's from 2016 yeah. and it's uh where where is it playing i wonder 
Is it on those platforms? Uh, well, well, it's an HBO production. Yeah. Um, it's 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 available on a, on a couple of the uh, of the you know standard streaming services that that, that we enjoy. Um, so it otherwise, will, you can get it on the the free ones that I love. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can. I, I I think I should just drop in the name of this performer. His name is is uh, Johnny Donahue. Johnny Donahue. Uh, J O N N J O N N Y. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Donahue. Uh, it's spelled D O N A H O E. But I understand it's pronounced uh, Donahue. Yeah, yeah. Not Johnny Donahue. Uh, Donahue. No, exactly no. <laughs> Okay. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad that I missed you. But uh, I, I thought I, I thought I should uh, just sort of pay tribute to the actor as well. Okay. And what else you got for us? We got about uh, eight right, minutes. Well, seven another, an, another really, really interesting show. Yeah. Is uh, the Imagineering story? The it's Imagine- a series. Ooh, let me guess. Is it about it, Walt Disney? It is indeed. Ah. It is indeed. Because yeah. I, I know that it's term a, Imagineering is a is a trademark of Disney. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The Imagineers, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a six part series, six one hour parts. Um and wow, you know, I grew up loving Walt Disney the man and his work. Yeah. And and we have discussed over the years how uh, how Uncle Walt as as those who love him call him how Uncle Walt would probably be saddened and disappointed by so many things that have been happening yeah. within his organization. Beginning okay? with the Michael Eisner but, treatment of it. Yes, I agree. Well, yeah. Maybe even before well, that. The interesting thing about this, yeah. The interesting thing about this series is that they do, they do mention some negative things, some failings about leadership or whatever. Uh, they, they do it very carefully. They don't, they don't demonize any of these, you know, the CEOs that came in, you know, your Eisners and your, um, oh, God, their names evade me now, apart from Eisner. Yeah, they don't matter. That's why we don't remember their names. <laughs> yeah. But they, 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 they mention the role that each had, and they mention the strengths that each had. Sure. And they do, they do mention mistakes of... Um, Sort of strategic, uh, strategic errors that have been made because now I think there are 12, 12 Disney theme parks in the world. But when I say twelve, it might even mean at the, more than one at one location. So, for example, in uh, in the original location, which is Disneyland in Anaheim, California, yes, they the, then built the Great Californian Adventure, yes, so, which would make it two theme parks. Okay, and, and is it, in, interestingly in Florida, enough, that was the first one built. But when he built the Florida property, he did it because he said he. I, I, at some point, I remember him saying, I, "I wanted to do Florida because this is how I wanted to actually do Disneyland when I built it." He was limited in in California when he built the original Disneyland, yes. so yes. He, he had more more space yeah. and and end there in Orlando. Yeah. Well, it's outside yeah, of Orlando. And, it's, and, um, and, and sadly, although he'd been working on it, he, he never just got to see missed it. the opening of yeah. Disney World, which is tragic. Yeah, yeah it really is. Um, but yeah, so so you've got, so you have now. Let me think. There's um, there's the two in in Anaheim. Then in in Florida, you have Disney World mm-hmm. and Epcot and the Disney MGM Studios, or yes. it used to be called Disney MGM. Now it's just called the uh, Walt Disney Studios, I think. Um, so there's three there, and I mean, and that's 
that's an enormous sprawling property. Oh yeah, I've been to it many a time. Disney, yeah, well, of course, having mm. uh, being a Floridian, right? Well, yeah, but, I, I mean, even I live twenty minutes Disney, from it. Disney World. Yeah, well, well, Disney World on its own is bigger than Disneyland, and then you've got Epcot, and then you've got the studios, then you have the hotels and the leisure resorts. And there's the so things. much property there. You know, it's it's bigger than some countries. I think probably bigger <laughs> than European countries. Well, we know for certain uh, it's bigger than the Vatican. We know that at least that's one country I can say for certain it's bigger than. I don't know about any others, but uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, the Vatican is the the Vatican's a bit like um. Uh, um, like Monaco as well. It's not a particularly big yes. country, is it? But then, but then you have, um, uh, so then you also have what what was called Euro Disney, but it's now called Disney uh, Paris or whatever. It's We're called. about and to have a smaller country right here in South Africa when uh, when a few of us get together and incorporate uh, Millervania into its own uh, sovereign nation. <laughs> well, well. I want to be signed up as one of your first citizens, mate. Absolutely. Um, I'll give you a passport and we'll even give you the money. We've got our own money made up already. It's beautiful. Right. I hope it's more than just a one-day pass. Okay, so (laughs) to come back to the theme parks, there's... There's there's the the, the the Paris one, and then there's the one that they built, the, the studio one, which they built next to Paris, and then there's yeah. the Hong Kong one and the Shanghai one. So, so you know, the Disney theme park empire has spread around the world. So they do, mm. uh, in in the series, the Imagineering story, the, the, the exciting thing for me is that it starts right from Disneyland. Uh-huh. Um, and... And how they created this imaginary world with also very limited technology, if you compare the technology of today to the technology back then. And it's a story of the growth, not only of the Disney parks, but but it goes into the, the, the creativity. It interviews various creative players, okay? It, it, it addresses their... Uh, the, their mindset, you know, how they approach these kinds of jobs. I want to tell you, watching this series, uh, there was just this ongoing thread of envy from me, thinking that that is the job that I should have had. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that for me would be the ideal job, where you 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 take your creativity and you and you make it solid, you make it real. You know, you, yeah. you have these uh, fantastical ideas, but then you put them out there for for people to share, and it becomes a legacy thing in the sense that then you know, pair. Parents, well, people who go there as kids become parents, and then they take their kids there to experience what they experienced, and mm-hmm. their kids take their kids, mm-hmm. and it's something. It's a, it's a, it's a cultural phenomenon. So I, I was saying that they, it, it's, it's quite honest in some ways. It does mention errors made without demonizing any of the CEOs. It's, it's very respectful of the different guys who were boss at different times. Okay. Um, so it it will sort of suggest you know that they made a mistake by being too cheap here or whatever it is you know um sure. it there are uh, there's a few negative elements that they've kind of neglected altogether i guess but but you know after all it is a disney production yeah. uh, the 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 production is actually um directed by a Leslie Iwerks which i found very interesting because she's the granddaughter of Ab Iwerks who used to be one of Walt Disney's right-hand people. Oh, really? So it's it's a kind of a – yeah, so it's very much a sort of a family thing. And you do get the sense throughout the series that it's a 
it's 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 all about family sure you, you know you see n- names and people and people who've kind of grown old within the organization you know who've who've worked there from when they were young till when they retired so it 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 does reflect that marvelous sense of family that that Walt Disney you know engendered so it's a it's it's a really really fantastic series, and and you'll see stuff. I mean, if you if you if you've been to Disney World or any of the Disney parks before, it'll make you want to go back. Epcot was uh, probably you, one of my favorite oh. of all of them. Oh, that's interesting, hey, because Epcot is kind of more educational. Yeah. Um, I think they wanted to. I think they wanted to. Uh, sort of educate through entertainment or was it entertained through education? I'm never sure which way around. It was very but futuristic when that. it was, yeah. it was one yes. of those things that was very futuristic yeah. when it was built. Of course, yeah. now it looks very retro, but yeah. it's, it's, it's cool to see what, what they thought yeah. the future was going to look like, I guess is why I think I like yeah. it. I don't know. But, but this, you bring up the concept of future. That's very interesting because the, the, the the one well you know that the the original Disney parks whether it's Disneyland or Disney World had these theme areas like so Fantasyland would be like your where you'd have like your Peter Pan rides yeah. and those kinds of themes Snow White um, you know those kinds of rides and then then the then the the future world uh, sort of you know zone of the park would be dealing with the future and and that is the most difficult uh, part of a park. To maintain because uh-huh. Fantasyland will always be like your your um, you know those classic Disney movies like your Snow White and things and then occasionally they could also bring in uh, elements uh, you know more recent elements such as uh, um, the, the the fish one for goodness sakes uh, finding not finding Dory finding finding Nemo okay so you can bring in more recent stuff but what what I'm trying to say is that. Fantasy is timeless. You know what I mean. Those movies, yeah. whether it's Snow White or Finding Nemo, um, uh, exist in their own time and space. They, they, you know, they, they don't date. Whereas sure. the, those those futuristic parts of the park always have to be kept updated because it's always like, um, you know, the way you envisage the future always is always dated when you, when you get to that point, kind of thing. So that's very interesting. Um, we, uh... we we speak of that though. We got about a minute left to yeah. wrap up here, so we're going. All righty, I've got to just tell you quickly that right. uh, they showed. You know, I, I, I've never had the desire to go to China, but they showed you some of the Shanghai Park, which I believe now is is in um, a bit of financial crisis because the Chinese are now protesting against Disney and uh, anything American. All that usual nonsense. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, but they have a they have a Tron ride. At, at Shanghai Disney. A what? Uh, just uh, it's apparently the fastest Disney ride to date, but but never mind that even. Um, the design of it, oh, it's 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 something out of this world. It's this organic flowing design in these sort of electric uh, cyan colors, sort of blue cyan. It is the most. I mean, I would go there just to stand there and look at the design without even getting onto the ride. Oh, wow. So, you know, that just blew my mind. But, okay, seeing as we're running out of time, the series is called The, the Imagineering Story, and it tells a story of this, of this incredible group of creative people whose 
spiritual father was and still is the great Walter Elias Disney. Yes. So uh, for a Disney fan, it's unmissable. Unmissable. All right. Uh, Tad Wolfen, thank you very much. This is At the Movies, Wolfman at the Movies, with uh, the great Tad Wolfen, speaking of people who are great. And we will see you again uh, next week right here on uh, Hits ZA. Um, thanks for everything. And if you missed any part of this, of course, you can get the podcast. It'll be available on all the Miller Time platforms. Just look for Miller Time Media on uh, TuneIn, Deezer, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any of those, po- any, any of the pod, we're on podcast, pod, podcast platforms that I don't even know exist or didn't even know existed until I found them, find our, our channel on there. So just check that out, would you? And, uh, it is of course Friday. We do this every Friday from 11 to 12 right here on Hits ZA. Tad Wolf and the Wolfman at the movies. 